Hi, everybody. Welcome to Demystifying the Expert, a show where comedians attempt to discover what a scientist or a professor does all day. The plan is for you to laugh and learn about cutting-edge science and more, one expert at a time. Before we start, we'd like to acknowledge the support of the Madison Trust Fund in the person of Mr. Edward H. Rice, the College of Science and Mathematics, and the Department of Physics and Astronomy, all from the James Madison University. This program is made possible thanks to your generous support. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Even if it's just uh, 6.30, we promise the 6.30 start of the show. The sun is not down yet, and the uh, sleeves of our shirts are getting shorter and shorter. Yay! Welcome. Right. Um, thank you all for being here. This is the second, and at the same time, the last of our Demystifying the Expert event of the year. We hope for many more to come. We will need to find a sponsor for the next series of events, so if you know someone who's willing to put money into science education, and you know the rest, okay? You may uh, need the collection at the end. <laughs> 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 so let's see now. Maybe with applauses, we're going to use those for our podcasts, right? For our previous show. about astronomy, material science, mathematics, chemistry, geology, and today's going to be a completely different thing, or we're going to have to find out you know, what the mystery expert is going to tell us about. So anyway, this is yet uh, for, uh, this is Huey for another attempt to bring science to the public or to public to the science, whatever fits your, uh, your path here. Uh, and for the fact that we're Rolling, rock and rolling this on a comedy shoulder. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're learning uh, every day more and more that uh, pretty much everybody can uh, grow up to become president or at least a candidate <coughs> presidency, right? Uh, so, today, today you're thinking what are the chances or the odds for a, a, a physics professor to become a comedy show? Product, product, uh, right, uh, producer, producer, right? Uh, good news, we found two. <laughs> Clever Feitosa. We, uh, we have been greatly inspired by this show that's called You're the Expert. You can, I would strongly encourage you to check out their podcasts on YouTube and uh, SoundCloud. Um, and uh, with the generous support from the faculty senate mini grant and the awesome, great human financial and everything support from the J News Cafe committee, and the president of that committee is going to come at the very last of the event to say something about the next events they're they're putting together later so on. Thank you very much. So here's, here's what 
we brought you uh, brought here for you uh, first of all a trio a panel of three comedians all right so this is the new and improv who have been successfully bringing you laughs ever since they, their founding in 1998 that was last century if you didn't know they perform multiple shows every semester at TDU as well as perform performances for other JMU organizations and local venues here in Harrisonburg. So please, a round of applause for Amanda, Michael, and Rob. Yay! I would like uh, them to introduce themselves. I'm Rob. And every frog I've ever known has died in a gruesome manner. <laughs> Through no fault of mine, except mostly. That's the tone of the show, folks. <laughs> okay, um, I'm Amanda. I am a senior media arts major with two minors in eating pizza and always being right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm Michael Matheson, the freshman SPAD major. And uh, I really want to like science. I, I really do. But <laughs> let's see by the end of the program how fair. Yeah, that's why I'm here. All right. That's why he's here. <laughs> okay. All right, so they're gonna help us demystify our mystery mm -hmm. expert, who is Professor Roshna Wenderly. Did I Professor Wunderlich uh, has been at JMU for the past 16 years. Uh, he, she came here after a postdoctoral appointment at Penn State University, which followed after uh, her PhD years at the State University of New York at Stony Brook in the expertise he's going, she is going to uh, help us demystify today. Uh, Professor Wunderlich has academic affiliations with certain departments at Duke University and yet another department than her own here at JMU. As you can tell, I, I give you a lot of information about our mystery. Well, she wrote numerous scientific papers on what she's studying and her work having, has, um, having been generously funded by the NSF, the Jeffries Memorial Trust, and the Commonwealth Health Research Board, among other funding agencies. In 2005, we thought it was worth mentioning, uh, Professor Wunderlich has been named the PCAL, that is the Project Kaleidoscope Faculty for the 21st century. So just so you know, in case you wonder, we choose our experts by simply putting names out of a hat full of expert names from JMU, and they all, so far, happen to, uh, you know, have lots of awards and stuff and accolades around them. So, a round of applause for our mystery expert. Well, we're going to be asked many questions tonight but we would like to give you a chance to ask our panelists a question. And that's it, it's only one chance. It's only one chance that you have to ask Do them. Do you have a question Whatever for Whatever question you would like to ask panelists. them, just ask. Why do you want to science? <laughs> when I was eight. 
Um, I want to love science because I think there's a, there's a lot to be learned about that because I'm, I'm an English uh, social studies kind of guy. I was always into humanities as a kid. And, you know, when you're in the theater department, people are like, that's what you're going to be. You know, like you can't, you can't like science because then you're out of line. You're, you're not sheep. So, I, but I want to continue to learn and I want to continue to enjoy it. I, I want to learn to enjoy it just as much as anybody else here does. But then you're going to be out of line. Yes, but that's a risk I'm willing to take, I think. Okay. Sounds good. Was that? That's for everybody. That was a question for everybody. Oh. It was a collective. Well, I've always loved science, so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just innately better than them, but. <laughs> Um, I've never been good at science, but I used to own a little National Geographic projector where I could like turn it on and it would show galaxies and stuff, and I, I pretended to know stuff and explain it to my friends. So you're a nerd is what you're telling me. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? We're going to find out. Uh, so the program consists of a series of games, and we are going to dive straight into game number one, which is the 20-question style guessing game. Uh, with this game, we're going to have the panelists ask questions of our expert, uh, to which the expert uh, can only answer with yes or no. Through those questions, uh, the panelists are supposed to find out what the title of our expert is. It's like, is she an astronomer, a physicist, or whatever, right? Okay. And... Uh, after that, we're going to dive more into finding out what is that, uh, what is it that she's studying when she's not in a classroom. All right. All right. So. Go ahead. Questions. Not all three at once. Okay. One at a time. We, we, we have our script. Um, they also get points for each question for which the answer is yes. And we are keeping scores. Oh, it has to be yes or no. Yeah. Yes, remember? It is yeah, no. we're all against each other. Okay, um, I will start. Is your field of study more small sciencey things as opposed to big sciencey things? Like, well, well like, yes or no. As opposed to, isn't that a yes or no? Okay. So, like small things like atoms—that's science, right? Atoms and I molecules, guess. or like trees and planes. <laughs> Can you answer yes or no? Is it, is just it, mark her off. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It, so it's not small things. It's big things. Correct. No. Yes or no. Could this thing, field, be found at Disney World Resort? Questions. Oh. Yes. All right, I got to follow up. Can it be found in the hearts and minds of children everywhere? <laughs> yes. Oh. Okay. Um, Are you taking this one? Could someone call you a mad scientist and be correct? <laughs> in some days, yes. Okay. Somehow, and a yes. Half a point. I just thought she needed a point. <laughs> hey, I don't need your pity points. <laughs> I'll keep my own points fair and square. Um, is this thing uh, very well known to a general person? 
<laughs> to an everyman like himself. Yes. To a new person who has trouble putting words together. In some sense, yes. Okay. Let's let's start with okay. What would be the general field of study, and then we're going to go with well, maybe this particular type of research. How so? Can you break it into? Is it chemistry? No. Okay. Psychology. No. Okay, I thought saying it louder would work. <laughs> Physics. No. <laughs> Earth sciences. Well, that was good. No. <laughs> okay. Astrology. <laughs> astrology. Astronomy. <laughs> the opposite of science. The middle opposite. Don't judge me, I'm a Gemini. Oh boy. Are we talking uh, in the anatomical sense? Yes. Okay. Mm. Okay. Anatomy. Yes. That's the exact same thing. Yes, I put it into words. <laughs> he said it in the adjective form. All right. So we're going, this is all things we have. So this is a study that we can find within ourselves. Our bodies. <laughs> a young body like this. <laughs> and Adonis. It is? Oh. Yeah. Is it the memories and friendships we've made along the way? Oh. No. Can we? Oh, no. So the expert says it's getting creepier and creepier. <laughs> uh, we, we can use some hints. Uh, Roshman, can you throw a hint? That's not exactly the answer. Mm -hmm. uh, hmm. About the subject of my study? Who, uh, was, who was closest to me. it, perhaps? I forgot your name already. I'm so, Michael. Uh, Michael. Michael was getting pretty close. Mm -hmm. Inside stuff. <laughs> Not with that part. Okay. <laughs> outside stuff. What's on the outside matters, kids. <laughs> Dermatology. <laughs> Definitely not. Pachydermatology. Right. <laughs> Human? Not really, but I've dabbled in dinosaurs, if that helps. We've all dabbled in dinosaurs. He had a projector. <laughs> Don't like to brag. Dabbled in dinosaurs? Wait, so is it not humans then? Mm. Sometimes. Ask? Can I say sometimes? Sometimes. You can Wait, say is sometimes. It, is it anthropology? Sometimes. sometimes. Is this anthropological? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Wait, is it biological anthropology? Yes. Hey. Very good. Very good. We got it. All right. So. Ten points for Amanda. So, uh, can we, can we uh, try to dive into more details about what about... Okay, so does your study involve uh, millions of years ago? Mm, only sometimes. Only sometimes. <laughs> that seems to be the magic word here, sometimes. Does it only sometimes have to do with evolution? Always. Oh, ooh, always. That's a big, that's a big yes. I remember that word, always. <laughs> I used to hear it all the time, always. Um, so we're talking... <laughs> you always um, hear it. So we're talking, we're not talking, we're talking sometimes, we're talking evolution all the time. Does this relate to um, a certain region of the world? Sometimes. Can we, <laughs> I think it's a yes. 
You know, that, that's the yes. danger about... Yeah, I'll go one direction, yeah. <laughs> Say yes to life, yes to love. <laughs> because, the, the, you know, any type of tiny science it still needs to be related to something and it's going to be related to a place and that place is related to the whole world and the whole universe. So that's... And head, shoulders, knees and toes. That, <laughs> that's something. Right, that's that's that sometimes, you know, it's going to... So... Uh, yeah, it's not helpful, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to help your panelists. It's not helpful, but I'll just say it. <laughs> um, so we're talking about, we've got bioanthro, we've got evolution, um, we've got sometimes. We've got dinosaurs. we got di we always mm. had dinosaurs. Um, live dinosaurs. So... Does this involve um, alive things? Yes. Ooh, does it involve dead things? Sometimes. Because <laughs> they die eventually. Sorry, sorry. Is it something to do with like carbon dating? No. No? Okay. What's that thing that really Frankenstein did to bring things back to life? <laughs> no. Does your work involve a lot of uh, math and data, or is it strictly just like facts and. Okay, I guess that's two things. Is it, does it involve a lot of numbers, or. Yeah, does it involve a lot of numbers? Sometimes. I thought that would be more helpful. I'm sorry. We're, we're, we've gone way over 20 questions. <laughs> you're, 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 you're going somewhere with the part of the world part. Right? Part of the world. Is it in United States? No. Europe? No. Antarctica? Africa. No, I wish. Africa. Yeah. Northern Africa? No. Southern Africa? Sort of. Does this involve genuses? <laughs> I take a bioanthropy. Take science. I, well, it's a requirement. Cluster three. Yay! I did, not to brag, get an A in my biological anthropology class. All right. So if you don't mean to brag, what did you mean to do? This is the nerd Um, Does it have anything to do with like how species walk over time? Yes. Oh, wow. Bipedalism. Does it involve bipedalism? Yes. Is it bipedalism? Yes. There you go. You nailed it. So that's it? Uh... Sometimes. Uh, we don't really have a subject yet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so how about the, yeah, the, 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 the subject? South okay. African bipedalism? Magnum <laughs> stuff. Are we talking about primate human common ancestors? <laughs> Not all of them yeah, together. <laughs> that's where she was going with the but but we can part. stop at the first word, right? We can stop at primate. We can stop at oh, primate. Really primate evolution. Primate bipedalism evolution? Often, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're looking for a, we're looking for a, a, a group, a genus. A genus. Oh. <laughs> My expertise. Are, are, do they have uh, any good chance to get it? I think so. Okay, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna go on for uh, two more minutes. Seriously, <laughs> are they listening? So if we're referring to primates, um, are we talking about a certain? Narrative, narrative. Use the geography. Use the geography. Gee, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> East African, or is it East South, Africa? South African, right? I said sort of, yeah. So it's not like, is it like apes, or is it more like. No. Okay. Are we talking about a certain. So we're talking about a region no. rather than a. Well, like it was a country. A, it was no. a species. All I know is Homo sapien. <laughs> Those? That's a good one, and that's, that's on the list. Yeah, there's nothing that's more interesting on the list that you're really more excited about. I'd like to chip in. 
I said with a hint. I'd like to chip in with a hint. That type of animal has been featured in a greatly popular anime. I mean, animated, yeah, animated Disney movie. That's that right. No. The missing link. <laughs> There's a lot, I guess there's a lot. And the of name of the movie is The Place. Right. Oh, there you go. There you go. Madagascar. There you go. Oh, Lemur. Lemur. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Madagascar. No, it's Madagascar. It's close to. It's an island. I know that. So, to put it all together, we're going to ask Roshna to tell us what is it that she studies and why is this important, uh, pretending that she just met President Obama and they need to go with the elevator oh, just to the really first nervous, floor. <laughs> but it's, uh, the key is here is the time you have with the president. So okay. tell, so tell him. <laughs> you, you can it's look your, at us. It's your elevator speech. It's a people's idea. president. So. There you go. Can we do the music in the elevator okay. while she's... No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we practice. We practice that. You can be uh, Obama. So I am a biologist or a biological anthropologist, um, depending on the setting. Um, and I have kind of a, a lab portion and a, a field portion to what I do. The field portion is in Madagascar, uh, where I study lemurs, and I'm interested in their locomotion. And they do sometimes move bipedally but usually they leap from vertical support to vertical support. Do they have a prehensile tail? They do not have a prehensile <laughs> tail, but good use of biological anthropology words. words. They, do, <laughs> they do glide, correct? They Almost. do not glide. Those are flying lemurs, which oddly enough aren't lemurs. Um, <laughs> so why did they take the name then? It, it was a whole mistake back in the past. They didn't get the genus thing as well as you did. Um, Stupid scientists. <laughs> <laughs> Don't understand genuses. So. Got him. We need so more I, So I study how these animals move. We're interested in growth and aging in them so we can understand adaptation. Um, and what we're doing is we put little um, devices, which kind of gets at the sort of physics bit, um, we put little devices on them that are like little Fitbits, essentially. And we look at, at how much they, how much they move, how much they, how many steps they take. Do you give them different color Fitbits? Um, no, they do have different color collars, different colors and shapes and numbers. How do you decide the color? It is actually quite something I think about quite a bit. You know? <laughs> if we get a, a guy who's a little, he's so cute, you know, I might give him a little lime green collar. So, don't but, lie, you name them. No, we give them numbers. Like, but we get really attached to the numbers. Like, oh, 365, I really like <laughs> So, So, Rosna, tell us, how do you actually interact with them? Do you go run after them in a field, catch them? And, you know, hug them. How is this working? No, we blow dart them out of the trees, actually. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I don't. You have to climb the tree, blow the dart with precision. Me too. It was fuzzy little and 10 kilograms. Um, uh, no, we have a guy who's a really good, really good blow darter, so we let him do the blow darting, and we stand there with a, a canvas thing and catch them when they fall out of the tree. Did you, did you put up a Craigslist ad, like, in need of very good blow darter? 
<laughs> no, but we could use one to take his place probably someday. Soon he's getting old, so that might be an option. Are you hiring? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a lot of hot air? <laughs> you need someone to blow dart lemurs. I am your man. They are cute. So, so we're talking about. So how long do you track those lemurs? For how long do you? So track? this is a project that's been going on well before I joined it. So they've been doing it. We're actually having the 30th anniversary of the park this year. Um, what's interesting about some one thing that's interesting about these animals is that some of them have been alive since then. Oh, wow. um, and these are little animals that are cat-sized animals. So as you know, cats don't live that long. Uh, it's one of the things that's really interesting about these tiny little animals that live super long. Um, mm -hmm. So they've been watched for many, many years. We only go for about three, three weeks, three to four weeks a year, um, uh, unless it's one of those good educational leave years. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, um, and then we, we follow them during that time. But we have a team in Madagascar who follows them all year round and knows everything about them. So what kind of information do you get from the devices that you put on them? So we collect, so I should say that the, the team is collecting all sorts of stuff. We collect hair samples, um, we collect other things from which we can get genetic data, we collect measurements on all of them, um, and then we actually follow them and collect locomotor data so we can understand, um, we can ask questions about selection um, based on some of the genetic data. On the devices, we collect uh, acceleration, mm -hmm. um, and so we look at how much force essentially that they're producing when they leap. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we collect. So that's the physics part of that's it. That's the physics part. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a gyroscope which looks at spin. We essentially collect all the things that your iPhone or, or your Fitbit collect to, to figure out, you know, to make sure that when you're driving, it knows which way your iPhone is facing. And Except that, like that the FBI doesn't need that kind of. Except that, yeah, I wish I wish somebody would. Uh, take apart an iPhone and give me that information for so that we don't actually have to do the programming to figure out how to do that. Um, it also collects barometric pressure, so just pressure like we like the weatherman collects, um, and that tells us how high the animals are in the trees. Um, and uh, and it has uh, a magnetometer, so it looks at where the animal is relative to the magnetic field of the Earth. Um, so we could do something similar; we could track where they are without having GPS on them, which adds a lot to the weight uh, on on the animal. So what are you hoping to get out of this? <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm hoping to get the very basics out of this. But what we're trying to do is understand, um, at, we're asking ecological questions about these animals, about their growth. So they're really interesting in their growth. Um, these animals are seasonal breeders. Um, and they, um, they literally, they're sexually receptive for about three days a year. So three days, that's it. That's all you got. It's the like males can be like crazy. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> birds out. And they do it all. All the entire population is doing it within about three or four weeks. Oh, right? there's so yeah. many. Yeah, that's got to be like done. the craziest three days. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Chasing, fighting, biting, all kinds of crazy. It's like spring break. Yes, exactly. <laughs> spring break in Tampa. Um, Falling out of the trees off their balcony. Oh, you Can you tell us them. about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't fall out of the trees very much. So anyhow, so but that means that they gotta wean those infants really fast because you don't want a kid hanging on when you're trying to make the next one, you know. Um, and so they gotta wean them. They gotta get them going. But they're tiny little things, and they have to be able to leap and keep up with the adults. And we have no idea. We don't understand how that happens. We also don't, don't understand much about the aging process and if they start to deteriorate, right? 
um, as they age. So we want to look at actually how much energy they're using and can we learn something about the relationship between some of their physical properties and their function in the wild. That relates a little bit, you were asking about dead things also to some <laughs> of the fossils um, because we, we actually study the fossils in Madagascar uh, as well, which, are, which died really recently. Um, so uh, um, understanding the relationship between structure and function in the living animals helps us interpret the fossil record, um, which has a very recent extinction. So studying extinction in Madagascar is like studying conservation because it just happened yesterday. We're getting into lots of details here. Uh, but oh, uh, the elevator. I wanted to hang wait. up with Obama. That's all right. That's great. It's awesome. Obama's been very <laughs> expensive. From yeah. Very respectful. Uh, he Both Clebert and I have done some research, and we found some really cool prime mate news. All right. So this is next game. <laughs> and uh, here's what we're going to play with our panel of comedians. I'm going to read the title of the news in, you know, uh, just uh, <coughs> magazines like Discovery or uh, um, Scientific American or things like that, All right? Nature. Leave, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, I'm going to leave out a word, so I'm going to say blank, and, and, and you're going to have to figure that out. Okay. All right? Yeah. So, uh, first title. So, this is the headline, all right? The headline. Right. <laughs> Minutes after encountering danger, <laughs> lemurs, blank. That actually worked really Snapchat well. Snapchatted. <laughs> React. Flee. Or? Move it. Move it. <laughs> it's only Get one word, but... Get to move on. Jump. Mm-mm. Well, it's not so much a guessing game as you have to decide what goes onto that blank, and then we're going to read the, uh, the headline, and our expert will discuss it. Okay. So minutes after, could you repeat it one more? Sure. <laughs> minutes after encountering danger, mm -hmm. limers do something. <laughs> hmm. Has anyone here frightened a lemur before? <laughs> <laughs> do you have a lemur we could try this on? <laughs> no. Not well, right now. I've my own. <laughs> um, minutes after they. It's one, it's one word. It is one only word. one word. Is it a verb? It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's an adjective. Lemur <laughs> <Neither> is nice. <laughs> Say lemurs hide? Oh, that's a good try, right? Good Any try. ideas? Any ideas from the audience? Defecate. No. That's a good try also. Very good try. But no. No. Sprint. Sprint. No. Go we're gonna give it up. We're gonna we're gonna read. Day day yawn. Minutes after encountering dangers, lemurs yawn. So lemurs start yawning within ten minutes of encountering threats in the wild, like fighting with each other, surviving attacks by predatory birds, or coming close to snakes, tourists, or any other potential dangers. Yeah. Yawning arms up the, as animals rapidly return to calmness, much as it increases when lemurs take rest breaks during the day, the researchers say. So that was news that was based on uh, um, studying uh, 
few colonies, about 13 uh, plus 15 different kinds of lemurs. I don't want to give, give away the, the names because they're going to be later on playing some, some role in, in our discussion. <laughs> yeah, so what does your expert how, have? Yeah, how can that? So I, I have to confess that I don't know That's said right. article. <laughs> um, but, I, uh, but I'll say two things to that. One, um, uh, you know, yawning might be a typical uh, response. <laughs> this is not serious. Uh, because they never actually have many predators. And one thing that's really interesting about the lemurs in Madagascar and about Madagascar and why I love it uh, is there really are no natural predators. Um, there's no poisonous, it's glorious. There's no poisonous snakes. Um, there's, uh, there's really no vicious carnivores. There's one sort of big kind of cat looking thing. Uh, we call him Fred. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it in the Madagascar movie, I forget his name. Um, and there's a few, um, and there's a few birds of prey, but there's really nothing scary. A blow dart is pretty scary to me. <laughs> until, <laughs> until humans got there, no yeah. No natural predators until the scientists came along. <laughs> exactly. So is, um, it, is it Fusa? Huh? The, the Fusa, Fusa. Yeah, the Fusa is the one natural predator who eats the little, eats little things. Um, well, that explains why there's so many. There's no predators. They're just going to keep going. Even if it's just three days a year, no predators. Just gonna... But that's probably why humans pretty much decimated uh, all the, the extinct lemurs, which were huge. They were like the size of chimpanzees and pretty mm -hmm. amazing, uh, amazing animals. And they, they didn't learn any other uh, way of uh, keeping up with the danger. Right, besides moving just, fast. Somebody did say yeah. leap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And by the time they escaped and they, everything is calm, they're like... Everything is cool. A lot of primates <laughs> also threatened by yawning. Uh -huh. um, so especially older primates do this. There you go. <laughs> kind of yawn. So do they, do they, don't, they don't make the sound. They're just like a Jim Carrey take. Like. Yeah. Oh right, of course. So they have the big. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so here's a second uh, headline that was <laughs> taken so from. We've heard the second draft. December's. Uh, um, edition of Journal of Animal Behavior. That's where it came from. And it says, um, lemurs chat only with their blank. Lips. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's it. Movements? Okay, not Faces? quite. The word was chat? Yes, that's right. Twitches. <laughs> so it's funny how uh, what's next can be what or with what or with whom, right? Okay. Uh, children. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a no. No, it's not. The most not. popular other lemurs? They're very expensive. Whole. You almost got almost it. Almost there. Cool there. lemurs. <laughs> I know. Other lemurs. Uh, well, not, it turns out. Not all of them. Yeah. It turns out that the headline says lemurs chat only with their best friends. Oh. You knew it. How expected. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so difficult I'll now. I'll chat with anybody. Like. <laughs> oh, come on. You, when, you know, when somebody's calling you or texting you, you kind of, you know. I want the best. Right? You <laughs> might not want to answer if it's not your best friend or, you know. So 
It looks like they're looks like they're looks like they're doing the same thing, right? We do worry that yeah, the color number three five seven. That red collared hooligan. We don't associate with the red collars. John, now we've like created racism. What does our expert have have to say about this? <laughs> Primates are very social, as we know. We are, we are them, and uh, and they they do they um, they express many social hierarchies and social relationships based on kind of who they interact with in different ways. So sometimes it's grooming, sometimes it's it's vocalizations. Um, so that's a, a very um, classic sort of primate socialization thing. We do worry all the time about the color. <laughs> Are there any examples of primate socialization that you would see maybe little hints of within us? You know, if we've evolved, you know, we've got little hints of grooming here or there. You we know. have all of those, right? Come on, well, we got the vocalization. Break. I'm sure you could think of something. <laughs> <laughs> but there's grooming, and then there's tussling hair. You know, like, yeah, but you know, you're like, oh, here, I'll give you that back rub. You know, well, that's grooming. <laughs> there is also grooming at a distance, like yelling. Mm -hmm. and oh, communicating that that's what the scientists actually brought up with this um, you know chatting idea okay so it, it's all related to how well they groom one another it's like you know you know I'm 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 definitely gonna keep communicating with that friend of mine because I'm gonna need him or her yeah, to pick some okay, so you mean right. grooming right. in the sense right. of just right. like facilitating a friendship that person that you want to I, a relationship with. I'm going to be honest, grooming was just like, I thought they just were licking each other. Like, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But we don't tend to do that. No, it's no. Not, I would not advise that. <laughs> Believe me, several people have told me about this. I'm, I'm working on it. Social cues, you know. Yeah. How do you deal with it? I think we're ready for the third one. We third have a three, three total. Series, okay? and this, is, uh, this is going to contain two blanks, so pay attention. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Madagascan lemur could hold secret to human blank, which means, or therefore, two also secrets to mankind's chance of exploring blank number two. I will repeat. Evolution? No, it's not. So, Madagascan... Madagascan lemur could hold secret to human something. Okay. And that something, right, uh, is, you know, going to be very uh, useful for the mankind's chances of exploring something else. Um, <laughs> are they the key to learning, uh, learning about thought, like mm -hmm. the process of psychology? Okay. Good try. Very good try. It's always a good try. <laughs> you should say bad try one time. No, nah, that's try. what you learn when you're we, becoming a professor. You need to say good try. I Some of my it. professors could learn a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> could the key to folding... Um, Are any of them evolution? So I, I'm going to read the entire thing, and I'm going to replace the word by blank and blank, okay? okay. So it yeah. sort of sounds the whole thing. Madagascan lemur could hold secret to human blank and mankind's chancing of exploring blank true. So, so, sociology? Sociology. We're stuck in uh, behavior. Does it have anything to do with, like, life longevity? Or oh, you are getting very close. Okay. 
Immortality. Aging? Aging? Not so much aging, but youth. It's <laughs> too confident that is. Ma- <laughs> mankind chances of exploring space. There you Very go. good. Very close. good. The universe. The, the real, yes. the real uh, blank two is we universe. Can even, yeah, we can okay. even say deep space exploration. Deep it's not going to be that deep, but okay, still, so you know. What is about them that uh, could open this whole new possibility? Their ability to breathe in a vacuum. Close. <laughs> not, it is about breathing, right? It involves breathing. Breathing at high altitude. Mm, no, not quite. <laughs> Are the trees that high in Madagascar? No. Mm-mm, so. Ability to survive black holes. Oh. <laughs> Time travel. Uh, all those it's getting cold. Just going back in time. So if you want to go to a black hole, what do you need to do? Fly. Build spaceships. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, the ability to use tools? And well, have you watched the, the movie? What movie? <laughs> okay, how, how long does it, the, the, the movie about black hole, but oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. is it easy for us? How long would it take us to go to Mars? Does anyone know? A few, a few months, very good, very good, eight months to go to Mars, right? Okay, uh, what do we want to do during all that, that travel? Dance. Ah. <laughs> well, you 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 need you need a lot of energy once you get there, right? To, ah. I got that all by myself. No one minds dancing. <laughs> Although the the word we are looking for is hibernation. Hibernation. Yeah. So yeah. let's let's ask the expert to to clarify that. Yes. Yeah, so there so there's one primate in Madagascar that does something no other primates do, and that is go into a torpor or a semi-hibernation, and those are the chirogalids. Um, and they do all sorts of things like um, store a whole bunch of fat in their tail. So when, they get it, when they're getting near the season where they're going to hibernate, um, they eat a whole lot, and their tails get enormous. So um, they got they're junk staying, in the trunk. They do. <laughs> yes. Only seasonally, though. Um, and, yeah, and so Is they it can the same three or four days when they... <laughs> no, different. That wouldn't work when you're hibernating. I think that's illegal. For how long did they hibernate? So that's an interesting, interesting question because it seems some people think that this is actually changing a little bit. Due to global warming? Um, well, changes seasonally. I don't think we want to make that leap yet. Sure. Um, but they'll actually, um, uh, I believe they'll go for weeks and months at a time, but it's a semi-hibernation. It's not like a bear hibernates. So they'll actually come up and go back down again. Actually, what we found data about, right, they say uh, it's the dwarf lemurs who Mm -hmm. spend up to seven months over a year in deep sleep inside tree holes, despite the winter temperatures, which winter means really hot temperatures, uh, you know, close to 80, 90 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's this tropical primate that rely, relies on a very flexible thermal response that depends on the properties of its tree hole. The hole is poorly insulated. The body temperature fluctuates widely. Uh, but if it's well insulated, the body temperature stays fairly constant, and the animal undergoes regular spells of arousal. We found that. Yeah. 
found it interesting. Yeah, they're also recreating <laughs> this, these kind of settings in the lab so they can make them go longer and shorter and change their cycles, which wow. is pretty neat. Lab so is, is the goal, as the headline was saying, <laughs> to figure out how to make humans also go into the sleep state? Well, how, or understand how? what it is about them, a primate, which is very unusual for a primate, sure. um, to be able Especially to survive at this size, that. Right? And is there something that we can do to shut down some of these energetically expensive functions and you know, maybe modeling after that in order to do It looks like we need thing. a tail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, a fat tail. tail. And a good tree hole. And a good <laughs> tree hole. Very good, yeah. All right. We're gonna start the second part of our program with the next game. Does anyone know what this game is about? Any of the veterans of the program? <laughs> Which one is it? My God, she knows it. She knows it all. All right. Scientists use many abbreviations and technical terms. Don't you love them? Here's an example. For example, <laughs> I love them. Uh, here's an example of how one marine biologist, Tom Fenkel, by his name, describes the process by which his team at some point decided on names of uh, new species they found during their research. We found, he said, a new species of chiliate during a marine field course in Ronberg and named it Cafeteria Ronbergensis. <laughs> because of its voracious and indiscriminate appetite after many of our dinner discussions in the local cafeteria. So, some say science writing should remain puritanical, serious and reputable business, and that calling, you know, for example, a delicate, transparent medusa, Lizia Blondina, should, uh, shows lack of respect. Well, you know, it can be true that it might also prevent us from uh, ever forgetting those names. So uh, with that in mind, let's hear some of the funny language <coughs> that Roshna and her collaborators are using for their primate research. So I'm going to start with an acronym. You have to figure out which are the words that make that acronym. It's E-M-G. Hmm. How does the lemur act? Is he a nice guy? Is he a lazy guy? Maybe that gives us some words for the acronym. <laughs> In general, are they nice? Well, we just blow darted them out of the. <laughs> Get to know them and first. We're pulling their hair and notching their ears. So they're yeah, but are they like, patient with it? <laughs> they're under anesthesia. <laughs> so, this is not really three words. I was just joking with you. It's just a short version of a technical word that you, is used for. Oh, yeah. Studying the research the for this. Emergency medical. It's not three words. Cervical. <laughs> <laughs> EMG. EMG, that's EMG. right. EMG. It's a cervical as well. That's a difficult one. Electromagnetic. <laughs> you got the E. Electro. Electro. So the magnetic is wrong. When Regis Philbin asks you a question, who wants to be a millionaire? He just, just go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, is this what you want? No. Final answer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Electro. Madagascar? Oh, good. Good try. 
So let's ask our uh, so expert. Electromyography is I love all of the science people were laughing before I'm like, they're never gonna get it. Electromagnets <laughs> <laughs> what this <laughs> comes from the word myo, which means muscle. Oh. So it's measuring See, the electri electrical activity in muscles. Okay. And you can do it all sorts of ways. You can do it by putting little sensors over the muscle. Do it by putting little electrodes inside the muscles. Okay, so that's like what Rob was talking about, like bringing back the dead almost. <laughs> sort of. A, it, it's the opposite of that, right? It's measuring. <laughs> it's that, but not at all. <laughs> oh, God. I was imagining like the lemur was on the table unconscious and you were just like give it an electrode to make it a dance with its legs, not unlike a frog. <laughs> but again, not my BA, so. <laughs> Back to the dead frogs, that's where we started. Oh, <laughs> it all Should we try another one? Yes. Uh, ichnology. Ich. Should I spell it? Did, yes. I say, did we say it right? Mm -hmm. I C H. N-O-L-O-G-Y. I'm going to give them a hint that it doesn't have to do with the lemurs very much. Mm. Is it a study of something? Like the study of really gross things? The study of the reaction <laughs> to gross things. <laughs> Ick? Oh I'm going to take that the definite silence. That's very German. <laughs> um, the study of directness. <laughs> I find German to be a very direct language. <laughs> I'll take the silence as a no. I don't think you should go down the geographical route this time. Okay. <laughs> is it good? Does it have to do with the, within the, obviously, is it, it's not within the lemurs? No. No. Less lemurs. Okay. Study of climate. Study of movement. No, but you're the warmest so far, being <laughs> cold. <Yes>. Just warm. <laughs> <laughs> That was a it's great gonna be something like Ignite, Fama, Chao, Chocopolis. And they're going to be like, oh, and everybody in the audience is going to be like, oh, yeah, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the study, it's the study of Do we have lifelines in this situation? <laughs> you could, you could uh, give Shall it up. Yeah. So yeah, disclose. Yeah, disclose. Ignology is the study of traces or footprints, for example, traces of behavior. Um, so that falls into things that I do. It's one of the few ways we can look at the fossil record and actually see behavior. Um, so it's commonly referred to as a study of footprints, but it's any sort of traces of behavior. Okay. So what have you found, like what, what, what kind of footprint matches a certain type of so, fossil? So this kind of goes with a part of my work that has nothing to do with lemurs and has more to do with human evolution that you're asking about. Um, we've studied a lot of um, hum uh, early hominin footprints. You've all taken biology and anthropology, so you know what hominins are. Um, and I'm sure you remember. Um, I'm still in the class, so. <laughs> I'm working my way there. Uh, but what, what I'm interested in doing is looking at how living people who don't wear shoes, whose feet haven't been changed by modern footwear and things like that, uh, how they move and how they make footprints. Um, and so we, we measure people in areas, so in, and we're working, for example, in northern Kenya where there's some fossil footprints and looking at how uh, function in the modern humans who live there and don't wear any shoes, um, how that relates to the footprints that they make and what interpretations we can make of the fossil footprints from that. It's a whole new meaning for footprints, huh? 
And for achiness. And yeah. for achiness everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's another one. These are actual three words. Okay? okay? You have Stop to come up. Easier. Yes, a lot easier, as you will see. Are they actual words or are they... They are actual words. words. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're actual, actual words. words. Oh. It's not very scientific-y. No, they're Lewis Carroll words. <laughs> when, when, they're, when they're used separately. <laughs> so let's see, it's V-C-L. V-C-L. Virginia Commonwealth <laughs> land. No. Uh, and how did, does that relate to the lemurs? Yeah, this is related to the lemurs, actually. Is the L lemur? No, no, it's not. Close. <laughs> Again, mm. warmer in the loop culture. Yeah. VCL. VCL. Velocity. Does that have anything to do with physics? Well, triad, a triad combination instead of one by one. Okay. So get it right immediately is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the first the right one. The right answer and the right blank, just like test. Just the right answer and the right blank. No half point here for you. <laughs> Yeah, here's a test on something you're learning about we haven't told you yet. Go ahead. Um, ever, you kids ever heard about lemurs? Cool, here's a test. <laughs> you learn by doing. Uh, yes. Okay. Mm. We need a combination. Vascular. Okay, keep going. So Whoa, what? Vascular cardio. <laughs> No, I didn't say it was, did I? <laughs> okay, you made we, a gesture like, you're on the right track. <laughs> if we give them the first word, maybe they can try. Okay. Let's so, first word is vertical. Vertical climbing. Very close. Climbing. What's close to climbing with a C? <laughs> Climber. <laughs> try to imagine that without moving. Climb. Could he say that? <laughs> we are going in different variations of climb. Vertical climb. Vertical cling leap? Yes. There we go. Yay! Yay. Good work. Good work. So, tell us about this VCL. So, one of the, the locomotor characteristics of the animals that I study are in particular are particularly good at vertical clinging and leaping. In other words, they cling to vertical supports and they leap tremendous distances. So, again, these are animals the size of your cat and they can leap 10, 12 meters from a vertical support to a vertical support. They're very elegant. And even a three-day-old little ones? Oh, even the tiny ones, yeah, can, can leap. They can't leap that far. Um, but, uh, but even at the small sizes, that's what I was talking about earlier, they stay pretty small, pretty, pretty long, but they can make the same leaps as their, as their mom. They follow each other one tree to the next. So, so you can imagine a little kid holding mom's hand going to the grocery store gets to just take more steps or run when mom is walking really fast. Mm -hmm. But they can't do that because if you take more steps when you're trying to leap from here to here, things go really bad. How long do they like stay infants where they still need their mother? <laughs> oh, very short. So they're weaned by six months old. So they're like, by six go. months, they're like angsty teenagers. Like, get mm -hmm. in my room, mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now what is the official, like, I've always found it fascinating that Animals like lemurs, you say, are you know gliding elegantly at you know three or four days or weeks or yeah, um, but for humans, it just you really want them to glide, don't you? I I would love to glide. I would love to glide, but unfortunately, you know, science is just not on my side. Can you explain the science of how a lemur like uh, has the ability to just 
walk, while guy like humans will take like upwards of six to nine months or even longer to walk. Yeah, so so they can't really get out there and leap like an adult. So it's not like a baby deer who comes out and you know the next day they're there yeah. <laughs> toddling about. Um, so primates in particular um, are known to be dependent much longer than other mammals. Um, now lemurs are the most primitive of primates, and and like that they are probably independent earlier than many other monkeys and apes and things like that that stay dependent really long. Um, but lemurs are actually dependent really, uh, pretty long. What they do really well is the clinging part, um, and they have really strong hands and feet, so they grab onto mom. So mom, you also have to imagine that mom is leaping between trees while this little infant has to hang on for dear life as mom goes leaping between trees. That's um, terrifying. It is pretty terrifying. And some of the moms aren't really that good at it. You see like baby hanging off the <laughs> Like, my mom didn't make me wear a seatbelt for a couple of years. That's crazy. Yeah, these guys don't have to wear a seatbelt. They just have to hang on. Yeah. You just have to hang on. Don't worry, Junior. Like, and every now and then, someone else is They're not, also not really terribly bright for primates. So every now and then, they'll, this other mom's in there, and they're busy grooming, and this other mom's infant will climb on to this mom, and all of a sudden, she is too. Oh, they'll just climb onto other moms? Oh, yeah. I did that all the time as a kid. <laughs> because when you're a kid, you're just like, okay, tall woman, mom. Got <laughs> See, you were wondering about how close we are from... Yes, I'm just as stupid as I thought I was. Yes. <laughs> Should we try another one? One more. One more. That's it. Uh, senescence. Senescence? Senescence. 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 Can we get the root of origin, please? Can you, can you, can you, can you, can you spell it? Do you want to do it, expert? You can do it. I, I, I can, sure. S-E-N-E-S-C-E-N-C-E. -E -E. Is it related to heat? No. Or is it smelling? No. No senescence? Senescence. Senescence. I swear I knew this word at one point. Is this more related to lemurs, or is it another, like, no, it's not related I care either. about it because of lemurs, but it's related to lots of things. Okay. Um, so sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so sometimes. Is there anything like adolescence, like when they do it, the aging process? Yes. There you go. <laughs> Alone. <laughs> Woo! Citizens! <laughs> and it's probably good enough, Is right? it? Like, it is. Yes. It is. That's, that's probably good enough, right? Process of growing up? It's the other end. It's the opposite. That's the process right. of dying. Aging. Oh. Aging. So yeah. biological aging is essentially what senescence is. Um, so I kind of already talked about that a little bit. Um, so I won't drag on the, the idea. But the reason I, I'm really excited about these animals, these, these animals that, that I study, um, is that they live really long for their body size. Oh. <clears throat> Can an old lemur like, function on its own? Or does it... Do other members help it as it's like aging? Or what happens around? That, so that's a great question. And what helping would look like is not really clear. And does it mean that the whole group doesn't travel as much because they have an aging member of their group? And this is exactly the kind of questions that we want to know, really. Um, do they provide them health care? Probably not. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but oh, we don't either, so. Um, but uh, but they may modify their behavior in a way that helps in a way that we can't see directly. 
that's one of the reasons we want to kind of look at what they're doing energetically, what changes in those older animals and also the other members of the group. So they could be helping, you just have no way of knowing or seeing officially. Right. We're, they, trying to, we're trying to figure out ways to measure that and measure how they're aging also. So Why would they want to hide their helping, you think? Because it's really uncool. <laughs> it's a cool hang out with your grandma, man. <laughs> helping. Did we have enough jargon? Acronyms? I think so, right? I think we're ready for the truly the most fun part of this program. Uh, next game, it's called Two Truths and a Lie. So we do that because there's almost always a human behind all of this beautiful <laughs> science that almost always. our experts produce for a living. And so the next game will try to reveal to us a little bit of that aspect of our expert. So, so the way that we do this game is that we have uh, given the comedians two sets of three facts about our expert, uh, pers uh, past, personal, or career-related, <coughs> and they are going to read, um, and they will have to figure out which of those three are truths and which is the lie, okay? So let's go and try the first one. So you're going to read and your... By the way, if anybody on the audience actually knows her enough, don't give any hints yeah, to Yeah, don't chuckle or anything. <laughs> okay. Let us fail on our own. <laughs> <laughs> Done pretty good at it. Our right. failure is your laughter. <laughs> so round eight. Round eight. Of facts about Professor Winter. Facts are the love of Rashma's life. Beyond your average cat and dog, over the years, she has nurtured a few less known little creatures. Among them are Sugar Glider, which is a little marsupial from Australia, and uh, Kinkanju, which is a, Yeah, Kinkanju. Uh, not that I would know anything about that. <laughs> which is a little creature from the raccoon family, original, original from the forest of South Africa. Both of them became, eventually, uh, part of one of her research projects. Oh. Okay. Uh, we don't know, don't, don't I? Yeah, we don't know, it's real. <laughs> I can react. <laughs> Rashna was your typical run-of-the-mill kid student, and even professor, if you wish. With mostly straight A's in school, no detours or crazy side jobs between the various stages of her career, except that she did play hooky. No more comments. No hooky. hooky. Read that word. She did play hooker? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a typo. No. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and it does say there, no more comments. No more comments. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for her sake it was a typo. Okay. <laughs> well, she really wanted you to say hooker, so I think we got us a front runner. <laughs> to the thing that can't beat that. Rashna <laughs> is the head coach and advisor of the JMU women's rugby team. Yes, the JMU women's rugby team that finished second in the country at the 2013 Sevens National Tournament. Yeah, champ. Yeah. In fact, she came to tonight's event straight from the 4 to 6 p.m. Thursday practice. Hmm. Two truths and a lie. Which one is the lie? <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I don't, don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> they liberate. It's a fake! 
There's a map on the back. Um, um, well, I don't play rugby, as you can tell. So, <laughs> I'm not so naturally, that's the problem. <laughs> it doesn't relate to me, so no. Well, she says she came straight from it, but she's in professional clothing. <laughs> A coach can be professional even when they're on the job. <laughs> it's the only lead we have, Mike. I, I mean, like, NBA coaches wear suits and ties. Like, they, it's professional, you know? It's, it's not a... I just want to make you feel bad. I'm sorry. Well, it's working. I'm sorry, Rob. We have a show to do. Yeah, let's get uh, on with okay, that. So I'm going to say that Hooker is true, because that's hilarious. Um, what do you guys think? I think pets are... She Maybe she's fooling us with the pets one because she studies lemurs. So she, she wants us to think the pets one. Oh, you think we're so dumb, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to risk it? Because I feel like we're going to end up coming out dumb. Let's risk it. Let's risk it all. Dumb either way. We're going to say that this is a lie. Really? So the hooker is uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> she's giving us different signals. All right. I know that my I wonder what they mean by my professional the clothing. They think. Now, are sports capitalized? <laughs> because if sports are capitalized, that is a lowercase h, so... <laughs> I don't know where I would go with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mine's, right. mine's, mine's obviously the lie. You want to say that's a lie? I, I want to, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to believe that that wasn't a typo. But... <laughs> Yep. Should we risk it? Should we? Now I'm starting to not believe. So which one is it? Which, <laughs> which one, one is, is it? Right. Which go one? We're gonna go with Hooker. All right. So let's ask the expert. Well, while I wish that I had sugar gliders and kinkajous, I never had. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I was indeed a hooker. Um, it was in the rugby sense, uh, which is a good <laughs> That's our show, folks. Good night. <laughs> and I did come straight from practice, and I think some people in the room can vouch for the fact that I was uh, even demonstrating in my uh, professional clothes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I did change my shoes. I told you they dress nice. But I should say that there might be a little bit of lie in that in that hooker one because there was a whole thing about being a perfect straight A student, and I'm, I'm not sure that's completely truthful. <laughs> so it's two so it's two lies and a truth. Change the name of the game to make a couple of idiots look him. even more. Yeah. Yeah. There's a third lie, and that was the fact that there are two truths in the lie. So it's really three lies and one truth. So nothing is real. Do you well, even know anything about lemurs, or have you just been making it up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got hey, straight A's. I got, just I got, 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 got an A class. Like, that's it. <laughs> so let, let's go then to the second round then, right? Which is yeah, round B. You did it so well on the All first right. round. Let's see the second one. I'll start. Hooker? No. <laughs> Rashda's adventures with rugby don't stop at JMU. Russia is the one, that's in capital letters, uh, running the U.S. national rugby team. 
the real women rugby team with the 15 players, which is ranked fifth in the world and won the World Cup in 2014. Roshna has been the US national team manager since 2012. We have no clue to how she is juggling all these responsibilities. Okay. Roshna is an avid trekker. When I first read this, I thought I was talking about Star Trek and I got very excited. <laughs> Trekkie. 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 She is the. There's a typo there. There is a typo. She is the triple crowner, a member mm -hmm. of a very selective group of hikers who have successfully completed the Appalachian Trail, the Continental Divide Trail, and the Pacific Crest Trail, about 7,900 miles trails crossing 22 states. No wonder she is interested in the biomechanics of the foot or that she never got past the feet in her research. <laughs> Roshna used, used to have an immense fear of speaking in public. She began to overcome this with the first time she had a TA ed. She, uh, she TA'd a cultural <laughs> anthropology class. We're, <laughs> we're supposed to be English students. Like This is our chance to shine. <laughs> Indeed. A huge class full of people looking for an ETA. She had to lecture at one time because the professor got sick. She decided to lecture about magic and witchcraft, and it worked. She's been using some sort of magic in her classes ever since. Two truths and a lie. Well, that worries me. <laughs> then again, the whole thing with rugby. First she got us hooked on lemurs, and then that was a lie. Now we're hooked <laughs> on the whole rugby train, so that might be a lie too. We know your game. <laughs> Absolutely. So which oh, let's make signals again. <laughs> which one is the lie? All right, what do you think? Let's think like lemurs. <laughs> <laughs> it's the rugby one. My lemur senses are tingling. I glide in three or four days. That's all I got. I don't glide. <laughs> oh, man. They should be yawning. They should. Maybe they don't perceive. Threatened. Yeah, they don't perceive any See, danger. Okay, this witchcraft one has way too many details to be fake, in my opinion. Or maybe they threw in all the details. <laughs> we don't want to win. Deep down, we just want to just ruin this for ourselves. <laughs> Alright, we gotta make a decision. Should we say witch? She's True. a witch! No. <laughs> <laughs> we always go to the witch! <laughs> she turned me into a newt! Does she look like a. I was gonna say that the age word. Like a, a, a rugby player? <laughs> you know, so that's deceiving. Does she look like a witch? That can be deceiving too. Is it, Wingardium, so bad. <laughs> is it Wingardium Leviosa or Wingardium Leviosa? Leviosa. That was the wish see, see, we don't judge a book by its cover. Like, like I thought there would be the pet loving one, and it's not. Um, <laughs> I do love pink juice. <laughs> Who does? Okay, not gonna... enough, apparently. <laughs> 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 do you want to say the tracker? But then I would have both. 
False? No, it actually does. These all have yeah. pros and cons. <laughs> um, okay, no, let's say the trucker one. Because there's no, there's no way someone has enough time to do research and rugby and then more rugby and then be a witch. All right, so they're all lies. By that logic, they're all lies. So there was one lie. Then there were three lies. By the logic, there has to be four lies this time. <laughs> there's nothing in this cup. No, mine either. All right, wait, there was some. Let's make a decision. Focus. Uh, let's do the trucker one, because I'm going to say, yeah. no, okay. you're raising your eyebrows at me, like... No, let's just go with it. Let's I don't it. think you look like a witch, and maybe that's just <laughs> my charm coming out. <laughs> not all witches, I'm not, not, not all witches are bad. Like, there's Glinda, and witchy-poo. <laughs> that's for don't you bring your puffin' stuff fans out there. Don't bring your imaginary friends into this. <laughs> We're going with the trucker. All right. Oh, really? Reveal it. No, last time you said all really was on the right one. I'm not dealing with this trekker. It's the trekker one, isn't it? It stabs me in the heart to say that, indeed, the one that I would want to be the most of those three, uh, you are correct. (laughs) We're geniuses! Yes, you are. (laughs) And I think, indeed, probably one of the... uh, So, when you apply to go to graduate school, is a lesson for the undergraduates out there, and you get offered a teaching assistantship, it apparently means you need to teach. This <laughs> is something I didn't really realize when I was going to graduate school. And so for some reason, they don't always distribute those teaching assignments as one might hope. And I got assigned to a class called Magic and Witchcraft. Um, 105. <laughs> yeah. It was an upper level class. <laughs> it was, I don't know what Advanced it was. Perfect. It was, uh, it was really scary and it was only scarier when, yeah, the professor disappeared and I had to look at all these people who... Did he make himself disappear? Was that the final exam? It's part of the witchcraft hey, thing. Make me reappear. Did people come in costume? Uh, they did not, but they usually left pretty quickly as soon as they realized there wasn't a quiz. Um, well, they had schemes to get to. Yeah, that kind of class. <laughs> um, so when you mean your professor disappeared, like, was that the last class? Was they, that like halfway through the semester? it was Lyme sem- disease. I think it was, oh, you know, gosh. trying to do a few too many... Ticks. Um, <laughs> and now I will make myself disappear. <laughs> Didn't work. I entered the theory. Was your so? Did you get a new professor after that, or did you just like walk in a class? She left. Oh, okay. I thought you were just came to class later on, sitting in a room, and there was no teacher. You know, I showed a lot of those really awful, scary witch movies that I couldn't actually sit in on while I was showing them before I actually kind of stand up and give a lecture. What is your favorite witch movie, if any? I didn't watch any of them. You didn't watch any of them. No, I don't like scary movies. Have you seen Monty Python? Yeah, that's not witch. It has witches in it. (laughs) <laughs> references to witches. A woman who may or may not be a witch, there's no way of knowing. <laughs> well, one of the uh, interesting revelations of this uh, game is that you are pretty heavily involved in rugby, right? She is the one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's, right. In caps. that's right. When it's in caps, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds very sort of Voldemort. Well, if someone writes ha-ha in caps, like, I know they laughed. You know what I mean? If they write just ha-ha in lowercase, I'm just like, oh, they're polite. So in preparation for this, uh, for this program, I was uh, looking on the Internet, and I stumbled upon this uh, web 
uh, page where someone is writing about eight reasons you should let your daughter play rugby. I would like you to give the reasons for uh, Maybe women. not all eight. Yeah. <laughs> why you should let your daughter play rugby? Reasons why your lemur should be, play. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just start with that because they're great jumpers. They're easy. Um, your daughter, I'll look over here. Your Very daughter good. should play rugby um, because it's an amazing sport that has a place for everybody of all shapes and sizes um, where young women are taught that they can get tackled and get back up again and get right back in and take control of the game and support each other uh, in a way that's truly amazing to watch. I have a great bunch of young women that I coach here at JMU. I get to know them as well or better than most of my students. Um, and it's really neat to see them grow as people and, and grow confidence in a way that you can do in little other way than play a contact sport. See you, Amanda. <laughs> is, is oh, a, I recruit very actively, don't worry. Is there, a, is there a place for someone who maybe, may or may not run a mile? I cannot run a mile, if that's what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, how, how are you with a video camera? I need to do this. Just Mic drop. Mic, yeah. Be respectful. Don't break the. Sorry. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. Sorry. I can get it back. You can, you can press on the bottom and this will go. There you go. All right, so we're getting really close to the final, the, the end of this event. Uh, but before we part, we have the last. One last invitation for the comedians to say something about what they learned from today's discussion. One at a time. Um, I have learned, I'm just gonna take control. I have Don't learned trust me with that. that um, lemurs are very similar to college students in that they sleep a lot and have crazy, crazy three-day weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it snows. <laughs> Rob? Um, I don't have anything funny to say. I think it's awesome that we can use lemurs to get to Mars. Definitely, <laughs> I would never like Zaboomafu and Mars are not two things that can <laughs> I've definitely learned more of an appreciation for the lemur as a, as a uh, being on this earth. As you know, I'm not a science person. I take a bioanthro class during this, and I'm learning about a lot of this right now. Thus, when I heard bipedalism, I was like, oh, I can participate. <laughs> but, um, you know. Yeah, we skip that jargon. Yeah, but those are all <laughs> lectures, and they're just going through slide after slide. So I, I actually did learn a lot today, and I do have an appreciation for it. Now that I went in depth. So I thank you for that. Well, with this, we should uh, thank our comedians and uh, also our expert. <laughs>